You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, I'm speaking with brain training expert Jim Quick on how to remove any limitation from your life. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Hello, hello. James Wedmore here, your host with the most. Very excited to introduce you to today's special guest and today's unbelievable episode. So good. So many of you already know who Jim Quick is. Gosh, he's got like a million followers on the Instagrams. He teaches people how to speed read, how to memorize or rather recall things faster. He's been doing this for like 28 years and so incredible. His stuff is, is so powerful. And as many of you know, he just released his first, and very excited uh, to actually get a copy myself, his first book, Limitless. You can grab a copy of his book over at limitlessbook.com, which I highly recommend you do. I will be doing that myself. And it goes beyond just all these really cool brain training hacks and strategies into how we can use this tool, which he says, and I couldn't agree more, that our brain being our greatest asset to unlock limitless potential in our lives. And that's really, you know, I, I went into this episode kind of thinking we were going to like get into just some like, oh, how to speed read and memorize and kind of, you know, things like that. But I also stay very open and detached from wherever any conversation is going to go. And it was so beautiful where this interview and conversation went. You know, we know Jim as this brain training expert. He's a master of the brain. And as cheesy as it sounds, I think he's also a master of the heart. He really showed the type of authentic, genuine, huge-hearted individual soul that he is. And you're going to get a real sense of that, you know, because I think when you're someone like him and, you know, all of us where we overcome our own limitations in our life and you see how much else is possible for ourselves, you begin to get a sense of what else is possible for others. And when you start to dedicate your life to helping others, man, you just have, I don't know, just huge opportunity to to be in a place of contribution. And, and he is a shining example of that. And you're going to get a real sense of that today in this episode. So you're in for a treat because this is beyond just cool brain hacks for how to spell, learn, memorize and stuff and really embodies and puts into a very simple, structured three-part model. So much of what I talk about on over 350 episodes about unleashing your limitless potential 100% possibility, 100% of the time. And we'll get you looking and thinking of it in many different ways. So you're going to get Jim's three-part framework for unlimiting, you know, letting go of the self-imposed limitations and limiting beliefs that we have, limiting stories. And there's just so many like tweetables and quotables and powerful things here. And at the end of the episode, when you get to the end, you're going to notice that Jim has a really cool little challenge for you all. And I highly recommend you take him up on that challenge. 
So very excited. I think it's a great episode and I'd love to hear your guys' feedback. Quick update from me before we start the episode. I am still here out in Sedona. If you've been following my stories, I just did Coaching Over Coffee this morning, which is my weekly live Instagram live chat with y'all with my Instagram followers, where uh, over coaching over coffee, we bring on someone live and we do a coaching call. I'll be doing these every single Wednesday, starting about 8 a.m. It's usually once I get the first few sips of coffee, could be between 7, 8, 8.30. Most people hate it, like, give me a specific time. And I'm like, you know what? You just got to be ready (laughs) when I'm ready, when I feel like it. But this is a great segment that we've done in the past. We've brought it back. Coaching over coffee every single Wednesday. It's an hour hanging out with me, getting some coaching, some powerful conversations, and a huge shout out to Katie with Wholehearty, who we had an incredible conversation this morning. It was all about like choosing the right product, the right offer, the right freebie, and the right time. And what is the right, perfect, right time? And do you ever know? And so we had some really great breakthroughs that happened there. So I hope you'll follow me on Instagram, hang out with me there, and hop on live for our next Coaching Over Coffee. So other than that, let's go ahead and uh, share with you, for those who may not know Jim, his bio with you so you know a little bit about who you're going to be listening from today in this interview. So today's guest is Jim Quick. And yes, Quick is his real name. He did not change his name. He is a widely recognized world expert in memory improvement, brain optimization, and accelerated learning. This is Highly significant because as a child, he had a uh, massive brain injury that left him with some learning challenges. So he created strategies in order to dramatically enhance his mental performance. And now today he's dedicated his life to helping others unleash their true genius and brain power. And he has been doing this for 28 years. He's the host of the Top Education Training Podcast, Quick Brain, and author of the upcoming book that we're so excited to get our hands on, Limitless. Upgrade your brain, learn anything faster, unlock your exceptional life. And his mission is to leave no brain left behind. You can grab your copy of Jim's book at limitlessbook.com. All right, so without further ado, let's roll that interview with Jim Quick. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with the myth, the man, the legend, the one and only Jim Quick. Jim, welcome to the show. How you doing? James, I've been looking forward to this. Thank you, everybody who's tuning in and listening. Yeah, I'm honored to have you here. I'm excited for you, man. You just dropped your brand new book, Limitless, limitlessbook.com. I want everyone to pick up a copy. I love what you're doing with the book, and I hope we get an opportunity to speak a lot about it because I think it's, it's just beautiful and I can't wait to get my copy and read it. So, man, where do you where do you want to start? How are you doing right now? Cuz I know you said you're you're in New York. This is an interesting time to be releasing a book, to even be doing this podcast. Like, where are yeah. you at? How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that, James. Well, I, I'm sure everyone listening at this at various times, um, you know, we live in there's never a dull moment. Uh, I'm in the middle of New York City and so it, it's pretty intense and so I'm, I'm using everything that I teach on a regular basis mm. and so it's it's you know with that challenge you know you really refine your, your skills my, my heart goes to anybody who's suffering and struggling right now I'm gonna first state that that I wish you nothing but security and safety and strength and whatever it is you need the most right now because you know we live in dynamic times and I do have a global belief that I opened the book with a quote from a French philosopher that says, life is the C between B and D. 
life is the C between B and D. Mm. E stands for birth. D stands for death. Life, C, stands for choice. And I really do, no matter what's going on in the external world, I do believe that we have choices that we can make in terms of what to focus on and what things mean and what we can do around that. And uh, that these difficult times, they could define us. These difficult times can diminish us or these difficult times can um, develop us. Yeah, we decide, and we have those choices. So, to anyone who's listening to this, wherever you're, wherever you are in the world, listening to this, what I hope to have accomplished in this conversation is to give you some practical, proven tools that you could use while we're going through turbulent times. And I really, I mentioned to you before we started recording, you know, they asked to move this book into the fall if we wanted to launch it at a future date, you know, post, you know, what's going on in the world. And I was like, no, this book is, uh, while it teaches speed reading and learning languages and remembering names and all those very practical skills, but at the core, it's about managing your mind. It's mm. about how do you optimize your productivity when working at home? How do you maintain your focus and your concentration in a world full of chaos and distractions? How do you support your children you know, on this journey? How do you retool as whole industries are disappearing and businesses are disappearing overnight and being created? How do you learn new skills faster, better, smarter? How do you become an expert in your new domain? And that's, that's really the essence of the book. And so... Uh, yeah. That's why I've been looking forward to to having this uh, talk with you. Yeah. And man, I couldn't agree more that like content like this is needed more now than ever. I did a poll recently on my Instagram asking my audience if they're experiencing more time or less time right now. And yeah, you know, there's a lot of parents with kids, right? And they're, they're homeschooling and maybe the help that they had is causing them to like that they don't have anymore. But f- by and large, people are experiencing having more time because they don't, they're not working as much. People are learning. They're turning inward. They're going into reflection and self-discovery. And so I, I think that's so so beautiful that you chose that where it could have been very easy to sit there and say, well, we could have more conversions and more sales if we wait mm-hmm. until this time. But it's like, you know, what's right for business or what's the right thing to do? And I loved wow. if you if you could just share your goal that you shared with me of the goal that you have with the book, that would be uh, amazing. Yeah. I mean, I waited 28 years to publish this book. This is really my, you know, I didn't get involved in doing what I do to get involved in business. That that wasn't my, my intent. My intent was I felt a moral obligation to share tools and and techniques and skills that helped me because shame on me if people are out there struggling with overload, information overload, distraction, memory loss, you know, loss of productivity, you know, negative thinking, all the things that I was struggling for so long. And my goal for this book is really to be the most read book of 2020, Mm. not necessarily the most bought book. I mean, that would be nice. There's a different skill for buying a book. People are watching this on, and watch us on video that I I have a lot of books (laughs) and a lot of people are really good at buying books, but they're not so good at finishing those books. I have a belief that I talk about in the book, seven lies to learning and human potential and development. And a lie for me stands for a limited idea entertained. It's Mm. not necessarily the truth. It's something that's a limited idea that we choose to give energy and give power. And one of those lies are the things like intelligence is fixed. You know, you're just, it's something that you take an IQ test when you're eight and uh, it's the same number as you are when you're 88. Or another lie could be that we use 10% of our brain, but we actually use all of our brain. There's another lie that would say that genius is born. 
my argument is that genius is built mm. and, and, and I show the science of it, but then I also show people 28 years of just practical field tested, you know, results with individuals. But going back to the goal of the book is I want people to read the book. So when people go to limitlessbook.com, I gift them with their order a 10 day limitless audio video program and where I spend 20 minutes a day teaching them how to unravel their negative thinking that keeps them from acting and how to be able to supercharge their motivation, how some of the fundamentals to speed reading, memory enhancement and focus. So when the book arrives, they're going to read that book because they have the skill set to do so. And I mean, when I say this is a real mission for me, you know, I grew up with, as the boy, one of my teachers pointed to me when I was nine saying, that's the boy with the broken brain. You know, I had my head injury, my learning challenges, my processing issues. I had very slow understanding, poor focus, poor memory. It took me three years longer to read. I'm not my, honestly, my teachers would be surprised if I finished reading a book, much less wrote a book. Wow. <laughs> and so that was, that was me. So growing up with those challenges, my mission is to build better, brighter brains. So, you know, no brain left behind is my mission. And so to that end, we're donating 100% of the author proceeds, all the profits from my end to uh, to build schools. Everywhere we build schools, everywhere from Guatemala to Kenya, fully funding schools for girls and uh, and boys who have no access to education, healthcare, and clean water. And then we're also donating uh, to research as we always done for Alzheimer's research because when I was going through these learning difficulties when I was a child, my primary caregiver, who was my superhero, was my grandmother, and I lost her to Alzheimer's. So anyone who's ever lost a loved one to to brain aging challenges, it's it's hard when you when you lose your memory, it's like it, you like lose who you are, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm so passionate about memory. And you know, the the book is highly endorsed by the number one Alzheimer's researcher in the world, Dr. Reed Tansy at Harvard, by the founder of the. Cleveland Clinic Center for Brain Health because they train their doctors, their caregivers, their patients. And, and so, yeah, so our goal is to leave no brain um, left behind. And um, this is when we get the book out to, to the world. And, and so in that ring, we're giving people this 10-day program and then also a four-week uh, book club. I've never done a book club mm. before, but um, there are four sections to the book. So a couple of weeks after everyone receives the book, we are going to do one week per section. So I'm going to show people how to read it. I'm going to show people how to remember it. Because a lot of people read a patient a book and then just forget what they just read. Right. You know, or yeah. study something and then a day later forget it. But most importantly, besides reading it and remembering it, I'm going to show people step by step on how to apply it in their life. And that's my goal is to, for people to get real results. Well, uh, and first of all, thank you. And I just want to acknowledge you because this is just beautiful. Like everything I'm hearing, I just I so appreciate where your mind is and also where your heart is. And so it is really an honor to support you in, in what you're doing. And again, guys, every, I know we're going to have a ton of listeners listening to this episode. Grab your copy because you also know you know, the good that your purchase is going to. So limitlessbook.com. Thank you, Jim. So with that, with the last thing that you just said, that's something that's been on my mind as something I know you've talked about before. And it sounds like it's one of the driving forces behind your work and maybe what inspired this book. But it's this observation that I've had time and time again. And uh, it sounds like that's what really created this book was seeing the gap in so what someone knows versus applying what they know. I think this is a fantastic jumping off point. What is causing that? We're, I, I mean, I do feel like we're in this state right now where this 
time where people are almost like (laughs) too much content, too much information and too little application of it. I mean, I've literally just to give examples of it, seen people that will post some great profound Lao Tzu quote or something in their life or their actions are completely incongruent with it. And it's like, there's, there's a gap between what they know and applying what they know. What's causing that gap and how can we apply more of what we're learning? So let's, let's deconstruct that because I really, I really think the key to success is as I spend time with, you know, everyone from uh, children who have learning difficulties to seniors who feel like they're early onset of, you know, brain aging challenges to some of the high performers that, that I get to work with is that genius leaves clues that the difference that makes a difference is people that are succeeding, they act with thought and they think with action, you know, they, they combine the two and that, Knowledge is not power. Knowledge is the potential to be power. The truth is that all the podcasts, all the online coaching, all the conferences, all the books, none of it works unless we work. And that's a lot of people know what to do, but they don't do what they know. So there's a number of reasons why this happens. And I, and I really describe this in the limitless model. It's a three part framework for not only accelerated learning, it's really a three-part framework for unlocking consistent human potential and getting yourself to act on a regular basis. And it you know, really deconstructs what true motivation is, where it's not this, let's get excited after we go to a seminar and get, you know, jump on chairs and say, okay, my life is going to change. I'm going to do this X, Y, and Z. And then the next day, nothing changes. And so why is common sense not common practice with people? And so... Going back to the power of choices, let me start with the elephant, you know, that's going on with the world, right? We live in turbulent times. So I just want to address this first, and then I'll go through the model step by step. It's what are you going to do now as you're listening to this? Because I know while we're listening to this, and if you're listening to it as it comes out, we are physically distancing ourselves, right? And while the metaphor that I'm using with my clients is that we're going through a metamorphosis, literally, like we feel like we're in a cocoon and we stepped in as maybe a caterpillar and we want to come out of this, you know, as a butterfly. If you want to soar, how do, how do you set your assets? To, how do you pull your resources together? So we come out smarter, we come out better, we come out stronger in spite of what's going on. And I'm not saying don't feel the range of emotions that human beings should feel because we've, we're experiencing something, you know, brand new on, on planet earth. And if you want some suggestions on where we could allocate our time and attention, here are five things that we could think about. All right. So if we're cocooning, when we're cocooning, we're alone, we're alone with our thoughts. We're alone with our doubts. You know, we're, we're alone with our fears and as entrepreneurs or as parents or, you know, whatever hat you're wearing at this moment, you know, how do you, how do you reconcile like all that's going on in the internal world with what's going on in the external world? And I would say that while the beauty is in the butterfly, the growth happens in the cocoon. That there are five things you can make choices. We talked about the power of choices and decisions. You can put stack the odds in your favor. So I would say I'll give people five C's because people that know me know I use mnemonics and I alliterate everything and mm-hmm. I use acronyms just to make things memorable. The five quick C's while we're cocooning, and I'll get into the model. Number one is clarity. As you mentioned, what a wonderful opportunity. Solitude is a wonderful opportunity to self-reflect. I think self-awareness is a superpower. And the challenge is a lot of us don't have time sometimes just to pause when we're going 90 miles an hour as a parent, as an entrepreneur, and to just 
check in with ourselves and saying, Hey, am I going in the right direction here? Is, is this, you know, the way some people have done things sort of certain way for so long, they don't question it. And this is a nice kind of reset or a pause to say, Hey, you know, zero based thinking. If I was just like, what's most important to me in my life, mm-hmm. you know, right, right now, especially when in the contrast of what's going on in the world, it really puts things in perspective in terms of what's most important. So what's most important to you in life? What's most important to you in, in your relationship? What's most important to you in your communication, in your team, in your impact, in your business, and in, in all the different areas that are important to you? And then once you do that self-reflection, that could come in journaling, from, that could come from meditation, that could come from talk therapy, that could come from many different ways, right? Introspection. Once you have some of those values, ask yourself a second question. Not only what's most important to me in whatever that is, Second question is, are my actions, are my, are my current actions aligned with those values? Because that's how you could feel a level of integrity with yourself, a level of alignment, a level of organic, natural flow. You know, as you mentioned, people post quotes and, you know, it's better well done than well posted. <laughs> you know, I believe the life we live are the lessons we teach other people. Mm. And so I think that find out what's most important to you get clarity on that. And then, then that will clarify your actions. So you're moving towards those values. So that's how you're going to make your, your, your big decisions. So number one is clarity and in no particular order really fast. Number two, I would say care. This is a wonderful time, especially right now where, you know, we, there is a physical threat to be able to self care. And we, we've all heard self care is not selfish, but I don't just mean physical hygiene. I think it's, you know, we all know washing our hands and sanitizing at six feet and, the physical things, but I mean, mental hygiene, Hmm. you know, one of the challenges I see today with clients and just, you know, people that are, you know, we're connected to in our community is they're, they're indulging a lot in the news and I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm just saying to step out and just ask yourself this question, is this worth my time and my attention? And I'm not saying, you know, ignore what's going on in the world. You know, I think it could be good to know what's going on, but not overindulging. Because what happens is just like Instagram, it has an algorithm, right? If you go through and like every dog post and engage with every dog post, Instagram's going to show you a whole lot of dogs. And you're going to think like that's everything on Instagram is dogs. Well, if you watch the news and you, and you have to look because your brain is hijacked, your amygdala on what's threatening you. And if you just do that, your mind has that same algorithm. It's just going to show you more of that constantly. And then you see all the darkness. My challenge is that you're not balancing out with, you're not shining a spotlight on possibility. You're not shining a spotlight on what you can be grateful for. You might not be shining a, a spotlight on opportunity. And so one of the things that her care is just controlling the input and just asking your step, stepping out, saying, is it... Again, I'm not one to judge. If you want to watch five episodes and binge watch this thing on Netflix, go go do that and do that for entertainment, do that for distraction, do that for enjoyment. But if you're doing it mindlessly, all I, I just ask is to check in and say, is this serving my highest good? You know, and I'm not saying get it perfect. Limitless is not about being perfect. It's about progressing beyond what you believe is possible, just making progress. Yeah. And part of that progress is self-awareness. So you have clarity, you have care. And in the book, we have all the self-care routines, you know, the 10 things I do every morning to jumpstart my brain and the 10 things I do at night before going to bed and the best foods and how to optimize your sleep and, and all those things. But I also mean just 
you know, part of self-care is knowing when you say yes to somebody or yes to something, you're not saying no to yourself. Mm. Right. And part of self-care is setting borders and boundaries on the things that you value, like your time, like your heart, like your emotions and making sure when you say yes to good, you're not saying, you know, no to great, like good to great by Jim Collins. I'm going to mention probably a dozen books, but I read a lot. (laughs) Anyway, so that, that, that's the clarity of care. Third C I would say is contribution. One of the things, you know, I get butterflies before I go on stage because with my learning difficulties, you know, I, I train myself all through school just to shrink down. I don't want to be called on because I didn't have the answer. You know, I would always sit behind the big guy in class. Mm. My superpower was being invisible, you know, and I, you know, I still get some butterflies before I go on stage, even for, even though I'm in front of a quarter million people live every single year. Um, but how I get out of that, like almost fear is I just, as soon as I get on stage, I just focus on service and I think contribution. One of the best ways to get out of fear is to put your attention on somebody else. It's the antidote to fear is, is contribution is giving. Right. And the reason why I bring this up for our own well-being and mental health is chronic stress is proven to shrink your brain. When you're always pumping cortisol and adrenaline, it's going to shrink your brain. You're always in fight, flight or freeze. It's not the best state to be in when you need to study. It's not the best state to be in when you need to learn a new, uh, you know, subject or give a presentation or sales call. And so chronic stress shrinks your brain. Chronic fear, if you're always looking at all the threats and and scared that things are going to be able to harm you, chronic fear compromises your immune system. Mm-hmm. It's a whole area called psychoneuroimmunology that, you know, that the way you're thinking and your thoughts are going to affect your nervous, your nervous system and your immune system. So it makes you more susceptible to colds, to flus, you know, to viruses. And so how do you get out of fear? One of the things is put your focus on somebody else. You know, and the question I would ask is where can I invest my time, my talent, my treasure, you know, to make it, make things a little bit easier. You know, for me on Instagram and Facebook, I've been doing regular like lives where I go like 60 minutes for kids that are out of school and I teach them the subject they should have learned back in school, which is how to learn. You know, school teaches you what to learn. And I think it's more important to learn how to learn. So, cause if you learn how to learn, you can apply that towards money, math, Mandarin, marketing, martial arts, music, you know, everything gets easier after that, you know? So that's my unique way of contributing. You know, we do, you know, all these lives for your sets, improving your brain for entrepreneurs. And I just, you know, there's no, cost is just our way of contributing just Mm -hmm. like what we do with the book in terms of the funds and everything how can you contribute and it can be as simple as facetiming a neighbor who might be a little bit older and just you know might be alone and just connecting right fourth thing besides clarity care and contribution fourth thing is creativity what's something that you've been putting off you always wanted to write you know you always said you're going to write that blog or, or create that program or make that sales video or you know or paint that whatever William Shakespeare came up with Macbeth, Anthony and Cleopatra during the Great Plague. Mm. You know, like it was during the, when they closed down London because of the plague, the, the university that Isaac Newton had to go home and he had to socially distance himself, right? And that's when the apple fell on his head out, you know, when he's sitting in the yard and he came up with the theories of motion, the theories of gravity, you know, and I'm not saying like that's not saying saying that's the standard, but <laughs> what's what's like you know twenty thing twenty minutes you could do just writing, you know, and then and, and starting that chapter, doing something. This could be extremely creative times for us. And then finally, the fifth C, I would say capability. 
capability. And I'm talking about skill development because now more than ever, where again, businesses are going out of business, the, the new normal, the future of work, what are we going to do right now to learn? I'm smiling right now because there's a roar of applause outside. And in New York City, it, it's seven o'clock and everybody cheers for the healthcare workers, people on the front lines. And it gets so loud and it's just, it's, it's one of the highlights of, uh, of <laughs> the days here. But going back to capabilities, you shouldn't shrink your dreams to meet the current situation. You should be thinking about expanding your capabilities to be able to meet your dreams and your destiny. I really do believe that, you know, this is what have you always wanted to learn? We've had unfettered access to podcasts, to everything on you know, YouTube. Like you want to learn Spanish, you want to learn salsa, you want to learn coding, you want to learn, you know, anything. It's just there. And I think the most important skill, in my opinion, is learning how to learn because then you can apply it towards anything you want to learn and everything gets easier when you can focus and remember and understand and, and read faster and everything. So, but what capabilities would you love to learn? And again, I'm not talking about big life shifts. I'm saying little by little, a little becomes a lot. So, mm. you know, asking yourself what's most important to be in life, you know, taking 10 minutes for yourself to go for a walk or get some fresh air or something for care, you know, something little like make a couple phone calls to contribute, you know, writing poetry for whatever your passion is for, for 10, 15 minutes. Cause I feel like a lot of people are burnt out, but they say they're burnt out because they're doing so much or they have so much on their mind. But I feel like that's not really all the truth. I think a lot of people are burnt out, not because there's so much going on, or they're doing too many things. I think they're too, doing too little of the things that make them feel alive. Yes. Because even before what's going on, jobs are going to, you know, machines. Jobs are being automated. Jobs are artificial intelligence. And what I think the future belongs to the creators, you know, because the limitless resource we have on planet Earth is the human mind. There is no mm -hmm. limit to your creativity. There's no limit to your imagination. There's no limit to human, you know, togetherness and human determination. And I just feel like I wrote Limitless as an owner's manual for your mind because more people upgrade their phones and their apps than they do their, <laughs> their hardware here, their yeah. brain, right? Yeah. And so those are the five suggestions I have for people while they're cocooning. So that way, when we emerge from the cocoon and maybe, you know, we had to fight through some really bad days to earn the best days, mm. you know, but it's in that struggle that we get strength. You know, my, my two biggest challenges growing up were learning and public speaking. And the universe has a sense of humor because <laughs> all I do is public speak on this thing called learning. Yeah. And I think through adversity, it can be an advantage. And I'm not saying it's easy. You know, I, I think, but part of it is I think we have to get used to looking at them in the mirror at the person who, you know, has been through so much, but is still standing, you know, in addition to self-care, yeah. there's self-love. Mm. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I think that I can, this conversation is so important. So like, I just feel like that right now, if you feel like, you know, you're in this place, you know, that you're not alone, that you're not, no one gets as perfect. We all have our down times and we all need somebody. And this is why I appreciate your work is that, you know, we all need somebody to encourage us. Mm -hmm. We all need somebody to, to challenge us, to educate us, to be able to coach us, to be able to cheer lead for us, you know, and if you haven't found that person, my suggestion for everybody is to be that person for somebody oh, else. So good. And especially be that person for you. Mm -hmm. So maybe we should be doing this uh, cocooning like every 90 days. <laughs> you know, I feel like it's, it's I mean, like long and, overdue right now. Right. And this is why this conversation is timeless because it's at some point, you know, when people do emerge, 
there's always going to be something where you can benefit to just have time with you. You know, I think time with you is time well spent and to integrate these five C's into, into our daily or weekly routine. I I believe the treasure we seek is hidden in our routines, Mm. you know, but going back to how to become limitless, the real key are the three keys to becoming limitless. There are three keys. And this is me three decades. You know, this is, this is geez, over 28 years of teaching this full time. I've never done anything else. This is just my mission. My last name really is quick. I can change it to do what I do. <laughs> my father's name, my grandfather's name, but my, my Dharma is helping people just to, to learn faster, not frantic fast. Like you're reading that. It's actually, there's an ease to it. Just like mm. people who are physically fit, they, you know, they could climb, they could do this, like they could go around, you know, the red rocks of you know, Arizona and go to throw the vortex. They have amazing stamina and, and, and agility and endurance. But I want people to have mental endurance, mental stamina, mental flexibility. And I, I believe people, it's important, it's important for people to be brain fit more than ever because mm. people who are listening to this right now, you're not fully compensated for you. It's not like it was at the turn of the like the 19th century. It's not like we're working on farms and factories. You know, you're not paid for your muscle power. It's your mind power. It's not your brute strength. It's it's really your brain strength. And so, how do we get that in line? Well, let's make this kind of interactive, right? So, I want everyone to make this extremely relevant and practical to yourself. I want you to think about an area of your life where you feel limited. What area of your life do you feel like you're being held back? meaning you're not making progress and you don't, you know, you don't have to share it. It could just be your own, but where do you feel like you're in a box? Is it in your relationship? Is it in your career? Is it in your level of fulfillment or contribution? Is it in your income? I mean, where, or is it in your, your learning or your intelligence, your memory? You know, where do you feel like I'm just not making, I'm not getting traction here. And you feel like you're in a box. Well, when you think about a box, a box has three dimensions. Right. And so the three forces that keep you in that box. And these are the three elements of the limitless model, because either these are the same elements that will liberate you from the box. And so I want everybody to take out a piece of paper if you can. And I know people are, some people are working out or they're doing multiple things, but if you can write it down or if not imagine it in your mind. And if you can't imagine it, imagine you can imagine it. (laughs) So you have three circles and there are three intersecting circles. So what happens is kind of like Mickey Mouse. You have two ears that are intersecting and a face. So three intersecting circles, they call it a Venn diagram. And in the first circle, it doesn't matter which one it is, because they're all the same, is your mindset. What's going to keep you in that box is your mindset. Now, Let's give an example. What I'm defining as mindset are your assumptions and attitudes about something, right? Your mindset about the world, you know, how it works, your attitude about the world or other people, your, your attitudes about or assumptions about yourself. So what could fall squarely in that circle are things like what you believe is possible would be part of your mindset, what you believe you're capable of, because those are two different things. You believe you know, wow, I've seen Jim memorize hundred people's names in an audience. I know it's possible, but they could believe they're not capable of it. Right. Another thing besides what you believe is possible, what you believe you're capable of is what you believe you deserve. I mean, mm-hmm. let's go deep here, you yeah. know? And so if we, you could teach somebody the method for starting a business or having a, you know, a fulfilling relationship, but if they don't believe it's possible, that's going to affect them. If they don't believe they have a good memory, I can teach them the best technique on how to remember names. It's going to affect them, their mindset. 
if they don't believe they, they're worthy of having that relationship, it's going to affect it, even if they know the method. So you're the, the question you ask in the beginning of this conversation is, why don't people do what they know they should do? If they have the method, why aren't they doing it? It's the two M's before method. And initially, this book, Limitless, this book was 100% methods. This book was a textbook on accelerated learning on how to solve problems and how to learn languages on how to build your business vocabulary on how to give a Ted talk from memory on how to speed read three times faster. And then I asked myself this question, you know, before I turned it into the publisher, I was like, will everybody get the results? I want everyone to get the results. Right. And I'm like, no, because the truth is the same thing, uh, you know, objection or thought that you had is what, you can teach someone what to do. Everyone knows they should exercise and eat right and meditate, and but we don't always do that. So what I realized when I created the Luminous model is something I've been teaching for years is we have so much implementation in our community because the results show for themselves. And what's missing is either the mindset or the second M, which is your motivation. Now let, let's let's have a let's have an honest conversation about motivation. Somebody could be listening to this thinking, oh, motivation. I go to motivational seminars and I get very excited, but you know, honestly, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> the next day, I don't change my behavior because the proof that you're motivated is not what you say. And it's not how you feel inside. It's if you're doing that thing, mm-hmm. you know, that action. And that's the only evidence that you're someone is motivated. They can say it or feel it, but if they're not doing it, they're not truly motivated. So I did this thought experiment and I just kind of reviewed, you know, again, three decades of working out in the field. And I was just like, if I was to build the ultimate motivated human being, (laughs) like what are the elements for that person that they always exercise no matter what, or they always meditate no matter what, they always read 30 minutes a day, no matter what. Right. And I was like, I was like, okay, the first thing I would install in this, you know, motivated human is that here's the formula. The formula for sustainable motivation, not spikes in motivation, is P times E times S3. P times E times S3. So the first thing you need is the P, which is purpose. You don't have to enjoy that workout. You don't have to enjoy reading. You don't even have to enjoy those cold showers. People find me on Instagram. I do these crazy ice baths. And I grew up in the Northeast and I don't like the cold, <laughs> uh, but I do it. I never miss it. You see me going into literally a tub of full ice. You know, I met Wim Hof like, seven years ago. Mm. And I, I just, but I have a purpose for it. Not my life purpose. And even though I do a whole thing on finding your life purpose, I mean a reason to do that thing. Because I take those cold showers or those ice baths because it resets my nervous system. It lowers inflammation. I feel amazing afterwards, better than any coffee or anything else I could drink. So I never miss it. And here's the thing. I went in my mind and I know people who work out all the time at 430 in the morning. And I was like, do you enjoy working out? And they're like, no, I hate getting up. But I just do it because they have the reasons, right? So purpose is the first part. And then in my mind, I'm doing this scientific thought experiment. I'm like, okay, if somebody has big enough purpose, they feel it in their heart because you have to feel it. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't go from your head to your heart, to your hands, you got to check in with the emotions. You have to feel it. You have to feel the rewards of doing it and you have to feel the consequences of not doing it. Like what's the price you're going to pay for not following through? Who's counting on you to show up, you know, today in your life? Who's watching you, you know, that you're inspiring with your grit and your grace. So that's the emotion part. But then I said, okay, somebody could have their why. Start with why. Great book. Simon Sinek was a a big endorser of the book. 
along with all the TED speakers, uh, Sir Ken Robinson, who's the number one TED speaker, was like mm. very flattered, but start with your why. All right. Now I went in my thought experiment. I was like, okay, if the person just has the big enough purpose. Will they always follow through? And I was like, no, for a workout or reading or whatever it is. Cause I like to, I think leaders are readers and I like my goal for everyone is to get them reading one book a week. I think reading is to your mind, what exercise is to your body. There's so many benefits that come from it. And 52 books, uh, you know, one book a week sounds like a lot, but it's not. It's 45 minutes of reading a day with someone's just an average reader. And I know this just having written a book, you know, the average book has about 64,000 words. The average person reads about 200 words per minute, 320 minutes to get through a book divided by seven days in a week, 45 minutes a day, you know, and that's a lot, but it's not that much. You know, and then when we triple people's reading speed, they can do it in 15 minutes a day. Wow. And so that's really the goal. But going back to, to reading, it's like a lot of people don't read because they're missing the E in the equation. P is purpose, E, energy. Wow. Like, then it just never gets addressed, you know, very often when in conversations about habits and procrastination and everything else is somebody could have all the reasons to work out, but if they didn't sleep three nights in a row because they have a newborn or because they're stressed out of their mind, what's going on in the world, they're not going to be very motivated to work out. You know, if somebody wants to read 15 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day or 45 minutes a day, you know, and they just ate a big junk food processed, you know, and they're in a food coma, they're not going to be very motivated to read and study, right? And so energy plays a big role. So I do a whole chapter on optimizing your mental vitality and energy because I think mental fatigue, brain fog, that slows us down. And, and so I go through everything from the best brain foods to optimize your sleep and everything in between. So that's energy. And then my mind went, okay, you want motivation because motivation is the difference between someone knowing something and someone doing something, right? This is the whole theme of the conversation that we started out. It's like, why, why aren't people doing the things that they need to do? Well, okay. Let's say they have the mindset. They believe everything's possible. They're capable of it. They deserve it. And they're, they're motivated in that they have purpose and energy. Will they always follow through? And I was like, no, there's one more exception. Someone could have a lot of purpose. They could have a lot of energy and still not follow through because that thing that they're thinking about is too big. It's too intimidating. It's too unclear or confusing. And a confused mind doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And so they're not going to follow through in that action because their goal is, Oh, I want to find the perp, my soulmate and live happily ever after. Mm -hmm. That's way too big. Right. And you know, they, their goal is to have the perfect body or to build the next million dollar, you know, online brand. Mm -hmm. S3 stands for small, simple step, a small, simple step, because inch by inch, it's a cinch yard by yard, way too hard. And to find your S3 simple question, questions are the answer. Ask yourself this question. What is the tiniest action I could take to make progress towards my goal? What's the tiniest action I could take right now that would lead to progress towards my goal where I cannot fail because it requires very little effort and very little energy. So here's an example. You want to be able to work out. Maybe like, I just cannot be motivated to work out. Put on your running shoes, like something small. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I can't read 45 minutes a day. That's just like, that's just too intimidating. Great. Can you open up a book? <laughs> Can you read one line? Right. And so in the book, I go deep in from there into habits and how do you create new routines and how do you break old habits? And then the ultimate state of motivation, which is the state of flow and, you know, the precepts of creating flow states. 
for accelerated your learning, right? And so those are the three keys for motivation. You need purpose, you need plentiful energy, and you need to break it down into small, simple steps. So maybe, you know, just like, you know, I had on my podcast, Dr. BJ Fogg, you know, head of Stanford University lab for behavioral psychology. And he's like, yeah, Jim, every, everyone should floss their teeth. It'll help them live longer, good oral hygiene. Yet a lot, some people just don't floss their teeth. So like a small, simple step, it's flossing one tooth. Because nobody's going to stop with one tooth, right? So how can you break it down to make it doable? And then finally, the last M, you have mindset, you have motivation, are your methods, right? And so again, mindset is what's possible. Motivation is purpose. And then methods are the process. Now, here's the aha for everybody. As you draw this Venn diagram, you see there's some empty spaces where, where some of the circles intersect. I'm going to give you three eyes to fill those in. Where mindset and motivation cross over, you have something called inspiration. And now there are mindset books, a great book by Dr. Carol Dweck. It's called Mindset. Highly recommend it. They're my mindset speakers. They're motivational speakers. They're motivational books. And where they cross over, you have inspiration. Okay. So where mindset and motivation cross over, you have inspiration and you have inspirational speakers. You have inspirational books, you have inspirational movies. You know, it's a bit of changes your mindset and it gives you some energy, right? It gives you some motivation. That's inspiration. And I'm gonna give you three eyes here. So mindset and methods where you have the crossover, the intersection of mindset and methods. If you have the mindset, like everything is possible, and you know what to do, the methods, but it stays in your, in your mind. So it's ideation, ideation. It stays an idea. You don't execute on it because you lack the motivation, right? Because motivation doesn't cross over there. Whereas mindset and motivation, your mindset, but you don't know what to do because you lack the methods. And then finally, where motivation crosses over with methods, you have the third eye, which is implementation implementation. You're motivated, you have purpose, you have energy, and you have methods. You know what to do, but you're still in that box because you lack the mindset, because you're only going to be able to achieve what you believe is possible or what you believe you're personally capable of or what you believe you deserve, right? And so where all three M's and all three I's intersect, that middle, that's the fourth I, and that's integration. Hmm. That's the goal, integration. Integration means your whole. And integration is just who you are. And that's the limitless state. And the reason why I give this framework, it's not just a framework for accelerated learning. It's a, it's a framework for unlocking your human potential. Meaning when you're, you are stuck in that box, it gives you a filtering system for saying, where do I need to unlimit myself? You know, in the book, the whole theme is about unlimiting this active process of removing barriers and borders that we have placed in our life to keep us from what we desire and what we deserve. So then you could, if you're, if it's in a relationship, is it your mindset? Do you not believe it's possible? Do you not believe that you're capable of having that relationship? Do you not believe you deserve it? Or is it in your motivation? Do you not have a big enough purpose for creating this? Do you not have the energy to go out and date or the da, 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 da? Or are you, are you making it too big in your head and you got to make a small, simple step? Or do you not have the methodology for creating those relationships, those intimacy? And that can be for marketing. This can be for entrepreneurship. 
right? Because the methods can be marketing or social media or, you know, platform building. It can be any of those things. For me, I focus on the book on accelerated learning. So the methods I teach are speed reading, memory enhancement, you know, focus, concentration, critical thinking skills. That's the, that, that's the model. Yeah. This is so great. I love it. Thank you for breaking this down. And I had a, one question about it because... You know, in my experience, I look at my journey and so much of it has just been a journey of unlimiting myself. Uh, that's really growth is like switching from trying to enhance and add on and really just like undoing the limits. Mm. But it's also been an experience that these limits or boxes are invisible to us. Yeah. Right. And so that's kind of my question too is, has that been your experience? And if so, how do you make the invisible visible? Like people don't necessarily walk around saying, I'm not capable. I don't deserve this as a limit. They, they walk around like it's the truth, right? <laughs> like they don't, right, they don't right, realize right. it. They don't see it as a limit. They see it as fact, you know, like the sky is blue and I'm not good enough. Right. right. What, what has that process let's, kind of been like? And, and how do you work? Yeah, that? Let, let, let's talk about that because I actually walk people through an unlimiting process and mindset because one of the things that hold us back is these beliefs. And most of them are actually unconscious, as you said. You know, we don't even realize we pick them up mm -hmm. and that's most of it, you know, where we have 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day, you know, the challenge is 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts you had yesterday <laughs> yeah. and the day before that. And you wonder why life doesn't change, but our thinking is just taking us through the same script, the same story and the same pattern. I would say that first to make the unconscious conscious, otherwise we just deem everything as fake. Right. So when mm. you take the invisible and you make it visible, so part of looking at this Venn diagram for me is I could see when I'm working with a coaching client where their barrier is so I could address it and it comes up in their language. You know, I could you could hear it in the words that they choose to use. People come to me all the time, right? They come to me and say, Jim, I have a horrible memory. I'm too old. I'm not smart enough. And I'll say, stop. If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. Right. If you argue for your limits, they're yours. And your brain is like a supercomputer and your self-talk is the program that will run. So if you tell yourself you're not good at remembering names, you are, you're not going to remember the name of the next person you meet because you program your supercomputer not to. Yeah. You know, getting people sensitized that inner conversation that your mind is always eavesdropping on your self-talk, that if people truly understood how powerful their mind is, they wouldn't say or think something they didn't want to be true. And that's not to say you have one negative thought and ruins your life. Certainly that's not the case any more than eating that donut is going to ruin your life, but it's the consistency of it, you know, because little by little, little becomes a lot. So I think self-awareness plays a big role in this and it, and your self-talk. Here's a tangible example. I teach something in the book about dominant questions that if you have 60, 70,000 thoughts a day, a lot of those thoughts come in the form of questions. And there's certain questions we ask repetitively more than, you know, just like anything else, there's some questions that skew a lot more in terms of frequency than other things, right? And, you know, I realized that when I was talking to a friend, her dominant question was, how do I get people to like me? She's just always asking this question. And with every thought, you know, we're creating some kind of self-imposed barrier. So for example, you don't know how old she is. You don't know where she lives. You don't know her career. You don't know ethnicity. You don't know, you don't know anything about her, but you know a lot about her personality, at least if mm -hmm. somebody's asking, you know, how do I get people to, how to get more people to like me? How to get this person to like me? What would you say their life is like, James, like their personality? 
Well, two things came up. That number one, they they already believe that a lot of people don't like them, and that number two, they need people to like them in order to have some sort of worth or value. Yeah, and so their behavior explains it because they're always people pleasing, mm-hmm. or they're always they're sycophants. They're always martyring themselves. Yeah. Their personality changes depending on who they're spending time with because they want to be like that person, yeah. right? And which, so, which is know, always all, such an it's ironic because it's such an unattractive quality in a person, right? Right, <laughs> exactly. But and you could see where that question came from. Like for me, is like, why am I so broken? you know, like when I was like a child, Mm. because I wasn't born with this thought that I had a broken brain, you know, I was a clean slate and it got, it came through expectation, through environment, through experience. And then it got, it got stored there. And unless we're conscious of what those things are, you can't change things because you're not aware of them. Right. And so certainly it helps to be mindful about it. And so her dominant question is how do I get people to like me? And then her life is just organized around it. Mm. Here's another example. On the cover of the book, we have some really kind words from Will Smith saying, you know, Jim, Jim Quick knows how to get the maximum out of me as a human being. So I was working with him on set and he was shooting at from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And I, I was just like, wow, those are really tough hours. Like, how are you prepared for, you know, you're just, and everyone thinks it's like all glamorous and it's, so not like it's so bo- boring on set. You're just waiting, waiting yeah. to for you to go on, and it's just it's, it's just the opposite of whatever I thought it was going to be. But earlier that day, we had just spent hours upon hours of just you know like doing the performance stuff and the learning stuff, and we found out his dominant question is how do I make this moment more magical? And actually, it wasn't that. It was that was that was his question, and then I was like, can we enhance it? And he was like, yeah, how do I make this moment even more magical? <laughs> Assuming that it already is magic, right? Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because he asked that question all the time. And he didn't even realize he was asking it consciously, when wow. unconsciously. But it came, you know, like as it comes out, through, you know, through talk and conversations and, and journaling and meditation, everything. And it was interesting, though. It was two o'clock at night. It was in Toronto in the winter. We were all outside shooting, tired and freezing. Because we're just, you know, waiting for them to reset, you know, props and sets and all these extras everywhere. And while there's a lot of people that could bring you stuff and everything else crew, he's the one that's bringing all of us and his family hot chocolate. And he's bringing blankets to wrap around us. And he's cracking jokes and telling stories. And I realized that he's living his dominant question. How do I make this moment even more magical? Going back to authenticity and integrity of our thoughts and things that the life we live are the lessons we teach. Mm. And I just feel like one of the things that you mentioned, like, you know, how do you take that? Is just get clear on that dominant question. It's not just one. You could have multiple dominant questions. Like me, it started out with why am I so broken? But then it changed to, because I'm looking through a broken frame, how do I fix this? You know, I was like, how do I fix this? How do I fix this? How do I fix this? Right. So everybody has different questions and that, that determines, that activates a part of your brain, reticular activating system that just makes something important. Like last example, mm-hmm. years ago, my sister would send me emails and pictures, postcards of a very specific kind of dog, a pug dog. Like, you know, these docile dogs with smush in face. Mm-hmm. That was, my question was, why she send me these photos of the pug dogs? And uh, I kept on asking that. And I realized that, oh, her birthday's coming. You know, good marketer, right? She's seeding all the hard to get. Amazing. And interesting thing happened, James. Like I would go to the grocery store and I swear to you, the woman in front of me is carrying a pug dog at the cash register. I'm jogging in my neighborhood 
and a man is walking six pug dogs. <laughs> and my question for everybody listening, where did these pug dogs just come from? Mm-hmm. Did they just magically appear all of a sudden on planet earth? No, they were always there, but I was deleting them because your brain can't, your brain primarily is a deletion device. At any given time, you could pay attention to a billion stimuli. Yeah. You would go insane. You'd be so overloaded. So it's trying to keep information out and filter. What comes in are the things you have questions about. So here's the thing. The lesson here is the pug dogs were always there. I just never paid attention to it. And so asking your questions like, where's the opportunity in this? Where's the gift in what's going on? Mm. Well, shine a light on a pug dog that's sitting right in front of you that we normally wouldn't see because we can only consciously pay attention to so much. Yeah. You know, like when I have my learning challenges and my issues, like where's the gift in this? You know, and I found my passion, which is learning. I think passion is what lights you up and purpose is what lights other people up. So my passion is wow. learning and my purpose is teaching other people how to learn. Yeah. But I found my questions. I started being conscious of my questions. And now my questions are like, how do I make this better? How do I serve more people in, in a greater amount of in a lesser amount of time? You know, I ask new mm-hmm. questions and then I get a pug dog, a pug dog, a pug dog, and they appear. So I would say a good starting point right now to take knowledge and turn it into power to go full circle. Cause I was like, how do you take ideas and turn them into action? How do you take common sense and common practice? Here's three questions you could ask. How can I use this? Re-listen to this mm-hmm. episode and ask yourself, how can I use this? Yeah. How can I use this? How can I use this? And you'll come up with pug dogs, all these ways you can use it. <laughs> Second question. Why must I use this? Going back to motivation. What is your purpose? Because if you don't have a reason, you won't get the reward. All right. Because reasons reap results. And so why must I use this? What are all the benefits I'll have? And what if I don't use it? What's the consequence? And then finally, third question after how can I use this? Why must I use this? I would re-listen to this episode or anything in the future. If you want to acknowledge and turn into real power, when will I use this? Mm. Because the number one productivity performance tool you have it's right there. It's on your phone. It's your calendar. And if you don't schedule it, we know it won't get done. You know, you wonder why you don't, you know, meditate or you didn't take that time for yourself to be creative or you didn't work out or exercise. You just didn't put in your calendar. You put your doctor's appointments, you put your kids PTA meetings, you put your client calls, but put your personal growth and schedule that stuff. Yeah. Because if it doesn't schedule it, it's not likely to happen. So good. And I just uh, really quickly want to recap what you said too, just at the most like core of that, which I loved is that questions are the answer. Your questions are the answer. And we could go as far as saying, so what you're seeing in your experience in your reality is a byproduct of the questions you've been asking yourself. If you're seeing pugs, then you've been asking yourself pug questions, right? So time to ask some new questions, perhaps. This is great. I want to be mindful of your time. I got one last question for you. Speaking about Limitless, you know, you started sharing about the book, which I just love because it it turned from passion to purpose in that your book is about being the most read book in 2020. Did you recognize, notice, and have to work through any self-imposed limitations come up as you started to speak that out into existence for yourself? So absolutely. So like I go through this process, this book, I think we teach the things that we need to learn the most. Mm. And I I really do believe that. And I also believe when we teach something, we get to learn it better and we get to learn it. This is a phrase I always say, when you teach something, you get to learn it twice. (laughs) So, (laughs) because like, think about it. If somebody had to re-listen to this and they had to give a Ted talk on this subject matter, on becoming limitless, they would pay attention differently. They would take notes differently. Amen. They would yes. ask better questions. 
And so when I was going through this process, of course, I come across limiting thoughts on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And what I've sensitized myself to is asking these questions, like things like, is this true? You know what I mean? Like even like to create doubt in the things that, and it's not about true or false. It's what I choose to believe is most empowering. You know what I mean? Like right. if you have a belief that everybody has genius in them, whether it's true or not, I'm going to act accordingly. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to get more out of somebody than somebody that believes that genius is they either have it or don't have it. Yeah. Right. So I'm willing to go there. And so to write the book, I wrote in a very short period of time because I didn't want it to come. Here's, here's how the universe has a sense of humor, <laughs> you know, not only with my mission and Dharma in life in terms of having challenges with learning and public speaking, that's what I do for a living. You know, I was like, no, I'm going to put this book out. I'm going to write it, you know, limitless style, put it out quick. And I don't want it to come out, you know, while the U.S. election is going to be in the fall, because that's going to be a lot of stuff going on in the world. And people are going to pay attention to that. And then, you know, <laughs> I punch it. And <laughs> but yep. so that's the thing. And so it's just, you know, and right now at that point, at one point, the book was completely sold out on Barnes and Noble, completely sold out on Amazon. So not only writing the book did all these limits come out, but also like, promoting the book, yeah. you know, it was all these impulse limits. And then you have to check in with yourself and just say like, okay, what can I control here? Like even everyone listening right now, you can't control the economy, mm-hmm. but you can control your personal economics. You can't control healthcare and policy all the time, but I'm not saying those who can do, right? But you definitely can influence your own healthcare uh, to yourself and your family. So my message for people is really entrepreneurs are some of the most special individuals in my mind because they know for their business to grow, they have to grow. Mm-hmm. They're taking responsibility. They're not working for a paycheck or even if they are, they're in their side hustle. They know they have to feed their business until their business feeds them. And I think the number one wealth building asset we have is our brain, right? The faster you can learn, the faster you can earn. And my goal for this book, as I came up with the number of limits writing it and with my time, you know, with my, you know, I had, I was booked for, 22 speaking engagements during this book launch. Wow. Guess how many were canceled? 22. Shut up. <laughs> and that, oh, and that yeah. was my, you know, I was speaking at South by and, and Oh, cause these were in person. These were like physical. So yeah. 60,000 people, oh, you know, yeah. that was a big, you know, cause I'm on a mission again, I'm donating all the proceeds for this book. And so I'm on a big mission to build better, brighter brains, mm. right? No brain left behind and, you know, booking flights, blah, 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 doing the media for it. And then all of a sudden, you know, just like every day, something's canceled. So again, like you have to be flexible. Yeah. You can control what you can control and you can't control what you can't control. But what I could always control is my mindset, my motivation and my methods, mm. my message for everyone listening, do not downgrade your dreams to meet this current situation upgrade your mindset your motivation and your methods to meet your destiny. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, you can grab Jim's book, limitlessbook.com. Congratulations on all your success. You said it's already, it already sold out the first batch of copies, right? It that, just came out and I'm just, we were very grateful for that. Yeah. And James, I want to thank you for the good work that you do. Yeah, thanks, being, buddy. You know, like for creating a space for this conversation to happen. You know, as, as I was saying, is we all need people to inspire us, to instruct us, to give us hope, to give us real help. And I feel like these conversations are so important more than ever that right now, as we're going through this caterpillar, you know, cocooning time and we're emerging, you know, through that struggle, we get strength. And, you know, it's, it's when the caterpillar feels like this is the end, that something new emerges and we're going through a new, a new cycle. You know, and when a caterpillar thinks the world is over, it becomes that butterfly. And life is like that cocoon, that if a cocoon is broken by an outside force, life ends. 
but that cocoon is broken by an inside force, mm. life begins and great things begin on the inside. You know, and that's why I appreciate the work because it's an inside out process Amen. and you have greatness inside of you. You have genius inside of you, especially if you're listening to this right now, like at this time mm. of what's going on, I feel like that's not coincidence that they're like attracts like, and there's a reason. And no matter what's going on in the world, you know, you're inspiring people with your grit, you're inspiring people with your grace and what you do matters, you know, whether we see it or not, especially with the butterfly, butterfly effect, you know, and science says that a butterfly flapping its wings in Sedona could create a tsunami of change across the world with dynamic systems, just like how we're all connected right now mm. with everything, you know, and how fear spreads and the virus spreads, you know, kindness spreads, yeah. you know, love spreads, wisdom spreads. And I mentioned that this stuff is free, like spread <laughs> that stuff, sprinkle it everywhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and what you do that. matters. Yeah. Jim, thank you so much again for taking the time to be here. I uh, really, really appreciate it. This has been fantastic. I personally can't wait to uh, dive into your book. Again, you guys, when you go to limitlessbook.com and purchase Jim's book, you're going to get his free course as well, free mini course. You want to talk about that again one more time for just a second? Yeah. This is something, again, we want to make this book the most read book. I want you to finish this book. So when you go to limitlessbook.com, we have all the links to it, all the places you could buy it. And then when you submit your receipt number, we're going to gift you immediately a 10-day program on becoming limitless. So for those of you who love audio, because at the time of this, this is not available on, on Audible, if you like audio and video coaching, it's me for 20 minutes a day coaching your one aspect of becoming limitless. And there are whole days dedicated to speed reading, other day dedicated to memory. So when the book arrives, you are primed to read it because you have some skills. And then we have the four-week book club, which is there are four sections to the book. We spend one week per section. And so this is actually the actual model itself. I don't know if people could see it, but mm -hmm. um, we spend one week per section. I'm going to show you how to read it, how to remember it, and most importantly, how to apply it. And I didn't mention this, but there are two bonus chapters when you when you go to limitlessbook.com and purchase the book. You get one chapter again on uh, on limitless for teams. So if you have children, if you have a teams of three or three hundred, it'll help you build learning organizations and limitless for kids. Mm. So if you have kids, if you're a parent or you're an educator and you want to apply this limitless model, because you're right, the art is making it more elegant. It's actually not adding; it's subtracting, right? And the good news is the majority of our limits in our mindset, our motivation, and our methods were learned. We learned bad habits of reading. We learned bad habits of rote memorization. You know, we, we know if, you, if you're using old habits of our methods of marketing or building your business, it's not going to work today. We live in an age of electric cars and spaceships that are going to Mars. <laughs> if you're using methods like a horse and buggy, you're just not going to learn. It's just not going to get you there. And so all limits are learned and the good news, they can be unlearned. And that's really what the book focuses on. It's redrawing the borders and boundaries of what's possible. I love it. <laughs> yes to that. <laughs> yes, that, yes. That, that has James, can I give everybody a challenge? Yes. Yeah. So here's, here's what I think that taking in a theme and I we haven't gone so deep in taking knowledge and turning the power, it has to turn into action. And so I would challenge everybody. We mentioned when you teach something, you get to learn it twice. I would challenge everybody. You don't necessarily have to re-listen to this podcast, but I would challenge everybody to teach something you learned from this conversation to somebody else, because I think you'll find that when you do so, 
you'll own it and it'll become yours. It's not like something you learn on the outside. Yeah. You personalize it because you're not going to use, you know, necessarily our words. You're going to use your own words and your own expression. You can build on it and make it better. And one of the ways of doing that is actually through social media, you know, because it's not, I love that we're not socially distancing, you know, like we're physically distant from each other. But we're not socially, socially distant, yeah. and we're not mentally distant. And we're not emotionally distant. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually, it's actually gone the opposite, right? For so many people, yeah. we're connecting with people we've been out of contact with. and Exactly. Yeah. And, that, and that can be extremely therapeutic and, and very, very, very healing. So my challenge with you is that you social media is knowing that you teach it, you get to learn it better. Take a screenshot of this episode, tag James, tag myself so we see it, and share one thing that you learned. One thing, like one aha or one idea, maybe it could be one of the five C's. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend some time today just getting clear on things, or I'm gonna do this one thing to you know care for myself, or I'm gonna do this one thing to contribute, or I'm gonna do this one thing. I'm gonna just write for and be creative today for this this amount of time, or I'm gonna I'm gonna work on this to learn list that, that Jim talked about. Or I'm gonna look at this model. I'm just gonna say, hey, I don't have to judge myself anymore. I could just look at this and say, like, hey, check in with my thoughts and my beliefs you know, and get a temperature reading on that, or maybe my purpose, or what am I doing for my energy? I'm going to optimize, you know, I'm going to go to bed at the same time earlier and really prioritize this, or maybe I could break it down into small steps, or maybe, you know, it's the, met, you know, whatever you got, share that one thing. I will repost, you know, like a couple of my favorites, and I will actually randomly gift a copy of this book to one of your listeners for posting wow. it and tagging both of us awesome. on it. So we see it just because, again, you never know who's listening. Yeah. You never know one of your friends that you gift this copy to. You're giving them their power back, mm. right? You're giving them the sense of agency. Like they, they, they have more control than they think. In a world full of fear, this conversation is about transcending. It's about ending the trance. This mm. mass hypnosis that's out there through marketing, through media, that says we're not enough. Remember, sometimes you have to fight through some of the challenging times of your life to earn the best days of your life. And, and you got this. Yeah. Jim Quick, ladies and gentlemen. Jim, thank you again. Thank you so much. This is fantastic. Limitlessbook.com. Get your copy today, especially because so many of you are teachers. So mm. you got to learn how to learn if you want to learn how to teach. Limitlessbook.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and go ahead and take action on Jim's assignment, his challenge, and post one thing that you can spread, teach, or share to the world on your platform. Thank you so much. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.